Made a mother master on a mission. Three and one playing my position. I passed queen a long time ago. Spiritual gangster, I was born woke. Born woke, born woke. Spiritual gangster, I was born woke. Greetings, my lovelies. Hey, y'all. What's up? Hope y'all are doing great. It's a beautiful day in the A. And I'm feeling like wonderfully well. Magically amazing. And uh, just downright happy. So... I had to jump on here and and uh put a few words out about a couple of things. First the uh the debates, the democratic debates. You know, I'm a bit of a political junkie and I have been uh very disengaged lately because the news is so incredibly partisan that I can't stand to watch it. Right now, it's just, you know, for the first whole two years of, of Trump being in office, it was all, why didn't Hillary win? What did he A bunch of whining on the Democratic side, a bunch of Trump butt-kissing on the other side. And I, I just, you know, if news is not neutral, it gets on my nerves. So I've been on the Internet, YouTube, finding... Uh, the clear voices who have something to say, and the well-researched news stories that I'm interested in. But now it's political season, and the millions of Democrats running all had something to say. It was great. It was fun to watch. It's a bit of a circus. Most of them are full of rhetoric bullshit. Um, Trump right now is still going to win a second term, for sure, unless somebody does a major step forward. I really like Tulsi Gabbard. She would be probably my first uh, choice. And not just because she's a woman, but because she's a veteran. She, She has a clear plan of action for every single thing that she believes in. And I, I really like that. I had a chance to listen to her on the Joe Rogan podcast. And she was excellent. She was just really, really good. She was very, um, just very clear-headed and very peaceful. Having been a person who fought in a war, she she understands the meaning of peace and uh, how futile these regime change wars are and and this sort of imperialism that we are still attempting to do all over the world. And she has a plan of action for bringing the troops home, bringing that money home to improve our country, which is really why taxpayers are paying so that they can get some benefit from what they are paying into our tax system. So I really like her a lot. I also love Andrew Yang. He's amazing. UBI is the future. He's absolutely right. 
giving up $1,000 a month check to every person over 18 is brilliant. How are you going to pay for it, Andrew Yang? Federal legalization of marijuana, duh. Take all the tax money from that. Take all of the tax money from the states paying into a federal system of legalization and together use those funds to transfer our current Medicaid and Medicare systems into one system that is Medicare for all and also pay into the fund that would give UBI to every person over the age of 18. UBI is a great idea. I don't think, like some people think, you know, it'll foster laziness. And, oh, if people make $1,000 a month, why would they get up and do anything? Uh, Hello, $1,000 is really not a lot of money. And depending on where you live, that might not cover all of your expenses. Uh, Food, shelter, I don't know, health care, if you buy into that sort of thing. Um It'll pretty much cover your food, depending on how big your family is. But if each person in the household is getting that, I think people can can live, can actually live without having to struggle to eat. Because that's what's going on right now. People are working one and two jobs and having to choose between gas and food sometimes if they don't have food stamps. They have food stamps and everybody doesn't qualify for food stamps. Uh, if you own property, you might have a hard time getting food stamps. If you have bank accounts that have money in them, you might have a hard time getting food stamps. So a lot of people lie to go on food stamps. And the ones who aren't willing to lie just don't have that extra coming into their household. So they're juggling. And um, that extra thousand dollars a month would really really go a long way toward helping people to be solvent and comfortable and pursue happiness hello don't we all have the right to pursue happiness i think so it's in our constitution um it's hard to pursue happiness when every waking moment is spent attempting to gather together funds for the basic necessities of life on that note, I am a socio-capitalist, meaning that I do believe that food, shelter, health care, and maybe even clothing, just basic clothing, should be provided for people. People should just have those things. And there are those of us, myself included, who want a lot more than that. We want a luxurious house. We want great comfort and uh, ease. And so I have a work ethic unmatched by anybody I know. So I'm willing to work for mine. And I think other people are too. Now, the difference between me and a lot of people is that I, my work is my passion. I love what I do. Every single day I wake up doing what I love to do. And I think that more people will be empowered to find what they love and do that 
fully and competently and 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 just you know with reckless abandon if their food and shelter requirements are already met it's freedom it just provides freedom guys nothing to be afraid of we're not going to have a bunch of lazy people laying around people who have talent will now begin to give that talent to the rest of us we won't have to you know live without it the world will be a more beautiful place if everyone has what they need to survive. That, to me, is the case for UBI. But the main thing I came on here today to talk about, and I didn't finish with the candidates, so let me let me finish that up. Um, Elizabeth Warren, to me, was the winner... For both days. She has really thought everything through beautifully and thoroughly. She's very serious. Bernie hurt my feelings four years ago when he caved in and um, just, I don't know, gave it to Hillary, who could never in a million years get my vote. I, he lost something there, and he's still saying good things, the right things, I suppose. But, nah, the magic is gone for me. And so, I'm not enthusiastic about any of them except Tulsi and Andrew. Oh, and sweet Marianne Williamson, who I have followed for many years, since the 90s, when she started writing books. She's the reason I read A Course in Miracles, She's wonderful. She was saying all the right things, but of course it was too woo-woo for that stage. So, you know, she's a laughing stock today, which is ridiculous to me, but, you know, people are people. What are you going to do? But I want to talk about reparations because I'm African-American and I have something to say about that. And no one seems to be able to come up with a freaking idea and since I'm full of ideas all the time, I'm going to go ahead and put mine out there in the universe now. I think reparations should consist of a check, amount to be determined, issued to the head of household in each household that is um, that contains the descendants of slaves, which, of course, can be proven. And one house owned free and clear. So the government would provide, instead of the 40 acres and a mule that they gypped us on. Some families got it. My family, the Davis family, we have 40 acres in Alabama somewhere owned by so many people that it could never be sold. And it's there. We can all go build on it if we want to. Of course, no one wants to live in Podunk, Alabama, but whatever. It's there. Uh, many of our ancestors are buried on the land. We got our 40 acres. You know, sorry. Everybody didn't, but we did. So I think that reparations should consist of something that will give people a come up. So instead of the 40 acres, you now have a home, a home that belongs to you, a home that's free and clear. Um, 
I don't know if you should be able to sell that home or if that home should just pass through the hands of your family. I think there should be some sort of family link um, in that because, you know, some of us have greedy children who will just sell it, you know, the first chance they get. So the, the home should be something that is in the family. And it can be in any state, wherever you want that home to be, but the government provides it free and clear. Now, owning the home does not mean that you do not pay taxes on the home. I think you should still pay taxes on the home. Or it could be debated. Should that home be perpetually tax-free, free of property tax as well, because it's a part of a reparations package? Hmm. Who knows? Maybe. Um, The check. The check should be $1 million. If someone gave me a million dollars tomorrow, I would turn that into a billion dollars in five years. I have enough ideas. I have enough work ethic. I have enough know-how and I have enough uh, original concepts to bring to the planet that I would know how, and business savvy, I would know how to turn that $1 million into $1 billion within five to 10, 10 years at the most. Everyone won't be able to do that. Some people will go and buy a Lamborghini, a Bentley, a bunch of gold chains, and a bunch of uh, Magic City dancers. Cool. That's your bread. You do what you want to do with it. What's done is done. That's a one-time lump sum payment in addition to the one house that your family gets. What you do with it is up to you. Additionally, I think there should be some sort of grant provided for the children of that head of household who received the lump sum or grandchildren or great-grandchildren toward a college education because still secondary um, and Extended education is probably the quickest way to sustaining a wealthy, comfortable lifestyle in this country. So your post-secondary education would be uh, supplemented by a grant. Uh, Maybe something as extensive as the GI Bill, where uh, soldiers and military people can can get a four-year degree for free. And that's it. That's the end. Reparations done and done. There are about 37, maybe close to 38 million uh, African-American people in the country uh, counted at the moment. All of those people are not head of household. So it would be pricey but affordable to write a check. And the housing situation, so many houses are owned by the government already, FHA and HUD homes and houses are being built. Uh, that house can be anything from a town home to a condo to a tiny house or, or um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a price cap on it, but there should be some sort of um, limitation within which people work. Like if it's a $300,000 home, that won't buy jack shit in L.A., But here in Atlanta, it'll buy a little mini mansion. So anywhere in the country, one home provided, $1 million 
to the head of household and assistance in terms of grants and um, college education assistance as the generations uh, progress. Now, all of this can be debated, but Jesus, somebody had to put an idea out there because I, I, I keep hearing people talk about the idea of reparation. Should we have repara- reparations? Should we not? Reparations, is that a good idea? Oh, maybe, maybe not. It's a great idea. Okay, there were slaves. Anyone who profited off of two, three, four hundred years of free labor, free labor, you know what I could do with free labor? If I had people just running around here doing whatever I told them to do for free and all I had to do was provide them with somewhere to stay or a place to rest their head at night and some food, I'd already be a billionaire. It's easy. I'd have somebody on the computer, somebody editing, somebody shooting, somebody filming this, someone uh, making music over there in the studio. It would be a constantly running operation. And yes, that would lead to generational wealth. And that's what what you're paying for in within the the reparations structure. That's what you're paying for. So yeah. That's my case for reparations. And those are my ideas. And I of course welcome any and all feedback as always. I am looking forward to having a debate with anyone about that issue in particular because I don't know no one seems to have an idea of what what the reparations should look like should be something concrete and a modern equivalent of 40 acres and a mule the 40 acres would have provided land for our people to work the mule helps you work the land so the one million dollars will provide enough seed money to do what a person wants to do, has dreamed of doing, enough to start a business, uh, to pool together with other people and and um, start a bigger business. And the home provides stability so that the highest debt or bill that we all have, which is usually the roof over our heads, uh, can be provided and um, is taken care of and is something that they don't have to worry about spending that million dollars on. So that's that. I feel um, that that's really doable. We have the money. This country is really expanding in terms of wealth and abundance is always expanding when you understand spiritual law. So I have a couple more things to say about the democratic agenda. I really feel that um, there are a few core issues that could help the Democrats win. Uh, I've already talked about a couple of them. UBI is one. Federal legalization of marijuana is a second. Um, Medicare for all 
uh, for the people who are inclined to to deal with the white coats on a regular basis. Uh, Marianne Williamson did make a great point last night when she said that we don't have a health care system. We have a sick care system and the entire system should be geared toward wellness and the maintenance of well-being. And when that is the case, we won't have so much addiction, so many other problems. Um, That's important. And let's see what else the Dems need to do. I don't know. It's pretty hopeless right now because they're not, uh, you know, they're not unified as usual. There are 23, 24 of them in the race. Only 20 had a chance to debate. Um, But I don't see anyone who is really standing out in terms of message, agenda, and strength to go against Trump. I don't think Elizabeth Warren can win at this point because of the whole Pocahontas fiasco. I think Donald Trump will just call her Pocahontas every five minutes and it'll be the same as Crooked Hillary. So the nickname will stick and she won't be able to rise above that. I do like her, though. She's a fighter. She she really cares about people, and, and that's apparent. She's not someone who's just spitting rhetoric like Joe Biden or, I'm sorry, Kamala, but Kamala Harris. Um, it just, it has the bitter taste of untruth. It's just not heartfelt. It's not what they mean. And they're just saying things to get votes at this point. Very unfortunate, but also very true. Bernie is still passionate, but he just lost so much mojo with me personally. Maybe other people are like, hey, yeah, Team Bernie. Um, and if he gets the nomination, I will vote for him, for sure. If he does not get the nomination, unless it's Tulsi or um, Yang, I don't know. I, I, um, I'm i just not sure. Oh, 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 I did enjoy the mayor of New York. His name escapes me right now, but I have a perfect visual of his lovely mixed family and his wife with locks like my own and um I I I see them clearly and I could look up his name right now but I don't have it in front of me and I'm not I just don't care um but I liked what he had to say I don't know if he can can rise to the top of the pack though uh although I would like to see that I think that would be a very interesting uh Thing. He's got that New York moxie that would go well head-to-head with with the Donald. That would be fun to watch. 
So that's all I have to say. Reparations. Keep debating it, guys. Keep it out there. Let's figure it out. There are some ideas because I just put some out. And hopefully um, other people will do the same. It needs to be more than just a discussion about whether or not to have reparations. The need is clear. And the time is now. So let's make it happen, babies. Let's make it happen. Yeah. All right. I'm out. I love you all. Love you so much. Peace. About the people who doubted you. Doubted.